Hello and welcome back to the Rugby Paper Podcast for episode 38. Today we turn our attention back to the Women's World Cup as the Red Roses have reached the semi-finals and look ahead to their fixture against Canada. Rocky Clark rejoins me and we welcome England Lock and World Rugby Player of the Year in 2021, Zoe Aldcroft. The podcast recordings are getting earlier. It's 7.30 in the morning here. It's 8.30 in the evening where you are, Zoe Aldcroft, England's Lock and World Rugby Player of the Year in 2021. How are you, Zoe? I'm well, thank you. I'm very well. Good. And I'm also with, I can no longer introduce you as England's most capped ever player, but England's second most capped ever player. How does that feel to introduce you like that, Rocky? Yeah, I'd rather you just said World Cup winner, but hey-ho. <laughs> um, nah, it's, um, I've been asked that a lot this, uh, this, this week and, you know, it was really, really nice to hold the record for as long as I did and, I, and I'm assuming uh, Sarah will hold the record as long as well. There, there are records are there to be broken and I knew one day it was going to get broken, but there's no one else I'd rather break it would be than Sarah, like phenomenal athlete, great leader, good friend. Like she's so dedicated. I, I wouldn't have wanted anyone else to take it. Yeah, I, I saw your Instagram messages for her as well. And I'm, I know it was a very special day for Sarah. And I know you were watching from back in the UK, cheering her on. And Zoe, how has Sarah been? How were, you know, I saw on O2 Inside Line that there was a cat presentation and obviously she got a standing ovation. She's a very, it's not about me, it's about us getting the win, getting through to the semis, now getting through to the final. But how's she been? How's that whole event, if I can call it that, been? Um, yeah, she's been so chill. Like, you know, she's so humble that, like, you wouldn't even know anything was going off. Um, obviously, we had, like, a couple of things planned, like, behind the scenes. Like, we all got T-shirts for her. And then there was, like, a big um, video collage of, like, loads of different players and, like, all the family and stuff doing messages, which we presented to her um, after she got the cap. And so it was just all big. But she was so, super chill. Like, you wouldn't even know anything was going, going on, to be honest. <laughs> Let's have a look at the Australia game. Let's get straight to it bit of an attritional affair to say the least and they played in pretty much a bath was that your sort of game Rocky? Oh I tell you what I was actually talking to a few people and they said would you like to play that I'm like yes that's the best game I would have loved to have what a forwards game meaning loads of forward carries and uh, tackling loads of their forwards yes Uh, so definitely would have loved to have played that and all the tries were forwards, so that was um, great to see. Uh, I'm I'm not sure Lydia Thompson and that got much ball, um, but you know it, it was going always going to be a cold, wet day for the wingers, but a, a heavy, busy day for the for the pack. Zoe, was the weather something that you'd spoken about in the lead up to it? Presumably, you knew that it was going to bucket it down, or that it was likely. Yeah, I think we looked at the weather forecast like a couple of days before and we were like, oh goodness, it's going to be thunderstorms a lot um, this weekend. So we kind of did our team run in mind that it was raining, even though it wasn't raining, um, that sort of thing. So we obviously all had to like, like a, a plan like going into the game which kind of got re- reshuffled a little bit obviously knew we still wanted to play and that sort of thing but um yeah the rain, rain did scupper a little bit of a um, couple of plans um but I think we with the amount of rain I think we actually adapted pretty well to to the conditions how does that change prep was it more when you say adapted well adapted in advance or adapted there on the pitch as well um it- a little bit of both to be honest like I think we thought the rain wasn't going to be as bad and had like a couple of things that we were hoping to to pull off and um, but obviously didn't go to Panzer so on the field and um, adapted pretty well to to what was very torrential rain. Have you ever played for England in conditions like that? Um, I have actually one time um, against USA in England at um, the, uh, the Saracens 
is it still called the aliens no it's changed now they're sternex yes and it, that was absolutely torrential rain as well but and that had wind with it um but definitely the downpour here and the the amount it stayed on the pitch as well we were like running around and there were still puddles everywhere but um yeah it was an experience <laughs> and rocky's just said that you know she loves playing in those sorts of games and she that you know that was the one she wishes she was playing in when you saw it were you like okay this is going to be an, an absolute brawl and i'm here for it yeah to be fair i was pretty i was pretty up for it really like oh a bit of rain out now since i've been uh, since we've been out here in um new, new zealand or oh, we haven't played in it at least um so it was actually it was all right um yeah good conditions <laughs> now in terms of selection i guess we'll get to selection later as well when it uh, when we look ahead to canada and hopefully well the final after canada the headline selection was Tatiana Hurd staying at 12, who had come into the team, obviously, wasn't necessarily a starter at all. Well, wasn't a starter towards the start of the tournament. Rocky, were you surprised at that call? And do you think she's keeping her spot going into the semi-final? I'll tell you what, she was excellent, wasn't she, um, in the pool games? And and to see her her gain her shirt, and, that, and that's really confident, give, give confidence to everyone else in the squad that, you know, all positions are there and up for grabs. Um, it was great to see her perform so well. And you couldn't have picked a better game to have a physical brute centre with it absolutely peeing down with rain. Like, you know, that, that was perfect. And, um, you know, the, the the ability that she has to break tackles, it's like having a, um, a like a flanker in the, in the centre. So I think that was an excellent um, decision. Uh, her go forward is brilliant and, you know, having um, Helena Rowland at full back, it's just, you know, she's got so many strings to her bow. She, she could play anywhere. She'd probably go on the flank next. Do you think that that was a weather-related decision then? No doubt that extra go forward and sort of standing explosiveness would have been more beneficial in a tighter game. Yeah, and also you've got to remember Australia are a really physical team. Um, so they would have expected some 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 grunt in the, in the forwards and the back. So... In, Helena brings a, a kicking game as well at, at full back and obviously a run threat. If he did make that selection based on the weather, then like touche, take my hat off to him. But you know, it paid off and and I assume it'll allow Tatiana to, to get the nod again against Canada. Now, in terms of the closeness of that game and, um, and the forward play, obviously it couldn't be helped in this case almost with a ball that was just a bar of soap. But England's Mall has come to the forefront this tournament in both ways that it keeps the scoreboard ticking over. And some have said there's an over-reliance on it. And that as a result, they don't exhibit the running rubbery that you know, your black ferns have exhibited in the game so far. What do you make of that? Do you think that's fair? Uh, they definitely rely on them more. And they have done, you know, even when I was playing and, and Graham Smith era as uh, the forwards coach, that's something we've always based our... Um, our game plan from our set piece because it's always been very strong but they've they've really brought it as a weapon to score at least I would say at least three tries a game from it and when you have that foothold into the game it's very easy then once you've got that scoreboard ticking over you, you've, you've drawn them in you've knackered them out then you can get it wide when it's not raining out to the speedsters like the the Lydia's and the Dow's etc to 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 go and finish off those tries so I think it's um I think it's a very useful thing and the rolling mall to try and stop is so hard. So to to see those um see those girls and you see whatever combination it is, everybody knows the process, don't they? They they know exactly where they've got to go, what the outcome is, and that's why 
doesn't matter, regardless of who's selected, that that rolling mall is a monster to to try and stop. Zoe, what do you make of that sort of, those sorts of comments? Um, like obviously our driving mall is like a super strong thing. We're just being able to use it a lot this this tournament. But I think like our backs have definitely shown that they can also do that same class of running rugby last year, like leading up into Six Nations, that sort of thing. And um, so yeah, we also have a very strong back line. <laughs> Right, what we're going to do, so let's do your random rugby 15 then, and then we'll look ahead to Canada and then to potentially the final that follows Canada. I know you won't want to be thinking too, too far ahead, all hypothetical at this point, obviously. But you good to go with your random rugby 15? Yeah, ready. Okay, great. Nickname? Uh, Figgy. Why? It's, it's so silly, but basically when we were little, my little friendship group used to be called like Figgy, Ziggy, blah, 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 whatever. Um, and then like I forgot about it for ages. And then one time I was FaceTiming my um, fiance and it came up and ever since that, it's called me ever since. So, yeah. <laughs> Best rugby memory? Oh, um, I think maybe getting my first cap. That was um, pretty special out in uh, Salt Lake City. Most embarrassing rugby memory? Oh, probably dropping a high ball or something like that. <laughs> That's really not that bad. <laughs> oh, it's quite embarrassing. I always find it quite embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> Pre-game tune. Oh, I like um, chasing status and credits. Nice. Post-game meal. Pizza, definitely. Nice. Any any particular like Pizza Hut, Domino's, <laughs> just classic margarita, authentic like. An Italian, proper Italian. Nice, good choice. Best player you've played against? Ooh, um, I would say um, Lawson Sue, the scrum half for France. He is yeah. absolutely class. Best player you've played with? Uh, I'm going to have to say Emily Scarrett. Um, she's amazing, yeah. Favourite player Very... right now? Favourite player right now? Ooh, um... Probably Marley Packer. Nice. Rugby idol. Johnny Wilkinson. <laughs> you model your game after his? Um, I mean, it's quite hard to do that as a second row, but <laughs> I wish I could. I wish I could kick like it. <laughs> favourite stadium? Ooh, I think my favourite stadium that I ever played at was Clermont in France, which that yeah. was pretty cool. But um, English one's got to be King's home. <laughs> favourite gym exercise? uh rdl yeah quite like an rdl said no one ever <laughs> occupation if rugby didn't exist um i would love to be a chiropodist and hopefully maybe when i'm done i will train to to do that a what a chiropodist what a is that? How do you say it? like a foot foot doctor whatever oh right oh my god okay i've never heard of that i probably should have superstitions <laughs> Um, oh, I just have a Johnny Wilkinson doll that I keep in my bag um, every game, and that's my only real superstition. Yeah, is that actually a Johnny Wilkinson doll? A knitted doll, yeah. <laughs> oh my god, who knitted it? And um, my friend's grand knitted me it when I went to like Hartley <laughs> College like 10 years ago. That's yeah, I still got it. <laughs> Rugby law, you would change scrums. <laughs> <laughs> what about them don't have them um maybe just like the front row going 
<laughs> we had uh, Claudia McDonald. She said, pick the number of people in a scrum every time. So like you do with a line out, you can say you want a three, a five and eight. I love that. That's such a good yeah. idea. Yeah. Get Zoe Allcroft yeah. running in the centres in stri- on, off strike plays. Oh, I'd love that. <laughs> Best thing about working in rugby? Um, definitely the people. Like so many different funny people. Yeah. Great. 15 questions done. Thank you very much for doing that, Zoe. Um, we have to look ahead to Canada. Now, where are their primary threats? I'd say they've got obviously a very strong set piece. Their line-up mall, their scrum are two very um, like key parts of their game. Um, I think that's like probably their super strengths, I'd say. Um, so that'll be somewhere where we're probably looking to target, really, those areas. Can I ask whether you wanted to face Canada, the USA, you know, that um, out of that actually, quarterfinal? Yeah, I actually wasn't too too fuzz. I'd probably say Canada because we haven't played them yet this year. Obviously, we played America in our warm-up games. Um, but I think Canada because there's quite a few that play in the Allianz Premier 15. So, like, we kind of, like, know each other a little tiny bit. So, um, yeah, it'd be, able, it'd be good to go against them. Interesting selections for Canada, potentially. In, I think there's a bit of a debate between Amy Cocaine and Lark Davis. Rocky, would you keep the same team for Canada? This is obviously the stage where England's strength in depth probably becomes a bit more negligible in that Simon Middleton wants to, he needs that continuity, you know, quarters through to final. Would you go Cocaine or Davies? I think it would be unfair on Amy for, for the shift that she's put in um, to, to, to swap Cocaine out. I think Lark brings another level and her arrows are just phenomenal. And it's great that you've got such a tight battle. I'd probably go cocaine um, to start and bring Lark on slightly earlier. Um, and then that gives Lark two games of coming in on off the bench to really put her hand up for the final. Um, I think to start a semi-final would be a, a, a tough call with somebody that hasn't played loads of minutes yet and is coming back from an injury. So, but then, you know, we'd have the same argument for the final. So, it could go either way, but I, I just like the the physical edge that Amy Cocaine brings. Um, Lark's a, a slightly more dynamic player around the park, but yeah, I'd, I'd certainly, um, I've always enjoyed playing with either of them. So it doesn't matter what combination, you know, it's it's like the old, the weather weather decision. Do you, do you play a, a hard running centre or a ball playing centre? Like it doesn't matter, but you know, you might pick one more suited to a game. Well, do you, and I was going to get to the centres, do you stick with Tatiana Hurd for at least Canada, but also through to the final as well at this point? Yeah, that's a that's a really tough decision again and really hard on Ellie Kildun that's obviously been moved out of fullback. So Ellie Kildun is such a phenomenal running threat and when a defence is tired and bring Ellie Kildun on, who's like an absolute firework, you know, that that's not a bad impact player to bring on. Um, or, you know, do you swap it around and have Tatiana on the bench and, and she just comes on and is more route one with the offloading game? I personally like a bit of a, a crash centre, a bit of a bowling ball that gives you front, front foot ball, but who's also got a bit of distribution skill. So, yeah, I'd probably stick with, uh, with Tatiana starting. And I guess the last little bit of interesting selection, Claudia McDonald, who was on the podcast a few weeks ago, had, had been in great form and she unfortunately missed the quarterfinal with injury. I'm just trying to find out if she's coming back in, maybe. But if she is, would you stick with Dow and Thompson on the wings or would you bring her back in? Oh, it doesn't doesn't matter what combination you have there. Um, 
you know, it's much of a much as any one of them would bring just so much um, impact off the bench. I think Claude has done enough personally to to get her her shirt back with her phenomenal performances in the in the first two games and and she's just such a such a threat like her distribution skills her footwork her finishing ability is just so exciting and you know she she was relishing that battle of taking the best in the world and you know I would love a little lineup between Claude and Portia Woodman in the final like and I I think Claude Claude wants to play the best be the best you've got to play the best and and I love that about her and I I thought yeah you've got this kid just something special so I think I'd bring her back in. Zoe are you hoping for a drier day obviously I know the Blackburns are potentially in the final obviously you may play France as well but they have a you know exhibit a massive running game and I'm sure England will want the chance to show theirs. Yeah, definitely. I think we re- we're like ready to unleash our backs. Um, so try day would be nice, but if it rains, it rains. For Canada, would you be able to throw a score prediction at me, Rocky? Mm, I think it'll be slightly tighter, maybe something 32-14 maybe. England will win, but I think they'll be fairly comfortable. I think we could probably guarantee there's going to be a couple of tries at least from them all. We, but saying that, the, the Canadians' mall has been an absolute monster as well. And, and we've seen many, many scores come from that. So, you know, that if, they, if they're as good as they are in an attack in defence, then, you know, it's another thing that England have to think about. And they have used that, that driving mall pretend setup and then got the wraparound with Marley coming round, feeding Scarrett on that hard line. And we saw Scarrett go through twice on that earlier in the, um, in the pool stages. On the subject of that more, I suppose, look, Canada aren't a team that the Red Reds necessarily get to face as much as your France's or your, even your Black Ferns. And it's obviously a rerun of the well, uh, 2014 World Cup final, which you alluded to earlier. England are favourites. There's no doubt about that. But Canada do have a very good mall. They do have a very strong scrum, and particularly their starting front row um, is very, very strong. Do you feel that they're one of the few teams in the tournament that can match England in terms of their physicality? A hundred percent. When you play Canada, you feel beaten up for a week. They are so physical and they're such amazing athletes. These uh, these women are, you know, absolute powerhouses. And it's it's like when you play USA as well, just the physicality that they bring. So England are going to have to be clever and they're going to have to break them down. And, and Canada, as we know, are going to throw everything at them and they might just do something outside the box. What they lack is that real kicking ability like England have with we're playing in the right areas and we've seen Sophie de Goud is a goal kicker and so a reliance on a, on a back row to kick. But she's a phenomenal kicker, which is great. But I would just like to see a little bit more depth in their, in their kicking options. But I think, yeah, Canada will, will present a different picture for England and England need to get it right. Because if Canada come out the blocks and, and start putting England under pressure, they're not going to be a team in the second half that are going to lay down and die. We've seen England's superior fitness come into play in the second halves. It's taken a couple of, you know, in a couple of games, they've they've been going in quite tight into the break and then they've really opened up in that second half. Against Canada, Canada have, you know, equal fitness. So that will be an absolute telling story at the end of the game. Zoe, can you dare to give a score prediction for the Canada game? Oh God, no. <laughs> I don't know. I can't do it. Can't do okay, it. well, can you pick a winner then? England, obviously. <laughs> yeah, I would have been concerned if you'd said the other one. 
the opposite. <laughs> Let's look beyond Canada. I know Zoe won't look, want to look too far beyond Canada, but for the purposes of the podcast, I certainly want to. Simon Middleton made quite an interesting comment this week when he labelled New Zealand as favourites from the tournament here on in. The home advantage, Rocky, I can see you shaking your head already. I'm guessing you don't agree with that then. Do you think he's taking a little leaf out of the old Eddie Jones book? I know he's played that card a few times, sort of take the pressure off his boys. Yeah, absolutely. Of course he is. Like you, 29 wins in a row and you've beaten New Zealand a couple of times uh, last season. Like, no, they're, they're definitely not favourites. But they're certainly, you know, they have that ability to score from anywhere. And that that world-class back three is on fire but they need to be able to get the ball to them. And, and that's what England's white wall defensively with the double tackles, the, the, the suffocating them, will really look to, to put out. Personally, uh, I, I think England are, are going to do it and um, they'll be world champions. I think New Zealand and France are the real teams that that could only put a, you know, a spanner in the works for England. And it all just depends how how they they weather the storm in the first 20 minutes i think like if new zealand can get you know a couple of breakaways and they can get some points on board that really puts england under pressure england aren't used to being under serious amounts of pressure or coming back from behind um so it would be quite interesting to see how they go but yeah on on paper new zealand looked phenomenal and we've seen them in their pool games not really uh, tested so to see them now up against it, especially against France. If they can beat France, then you know they are they are something special because they they they've got a lot of demons and um, to bury from that game. But you know if they if they beat France, I think they're going to be really beaten up to play, which I'm going to assume it's going to be England. And I, I think England will have the the easier route into the into the final. But yeah, I think I think Simon's uh, playing it down just uh, and cleverly as a coach. You want to take the pressure off your players. You don't want your players to get suffocated by all this media coverage or or pressure that they're, they're they've got so much on their shoulders. He you know he needs to keep the girls in the room, make sure they're focused on just their job, and that's what they've done so well for the last twenty nine games. Focus on themselves, get the processes right, and then you know the rest will take care of itself. I'm interested that you mentioned that New Zealand had some demons to get rid of because say England do play the Black Ferns in a World Cup final, I think you'll probably agree there are some there are potentially some demons there. I think I'm right in saying that four losses to the Black Ferns in the in World Cup finals. You obviously had the three consecutive ones leading up to Canada in 2014 and then 2017. Are there some Black Fern shaped demons when it comes to Rugby World Cup finals? Do you think that's something that will be factored into preparation for that potential matchup. Yeah, I think I think that there's there's only going to be a handful of players that that have those demons from um from from 2017 that will be be in the team but but I think you know New Zealand getting beaten by both England and France um so heavily in less than a year ago I, I think that's going to give England real confidence um because they 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 just have the whole picture, and I think that's very different now. And, and New Zealand seems to have lost a little bit of that that sort of um, aura around them that you know they're unbeatable, that they are beatable, and and that and they have weaknesses to the game, and that you know that's what Middleton and all the all the leaders will be looking at this week. They'll be doing their prep already on on New Zealand quietly in the background, but obviously the the first um, priority is Canada, but. There will be 
Canada is the focus of the majority of people, and then in the background it will be going on and, and quietly expecting that they'll probably be facing New Zealand. Do you think New Zealand have a chance to make more of a statement than England did, given, obviously, playing France, which England, you know, one try apiece, it was only kicks that were the difference. They could make a much, much bigger statement going into the final and all of a sudden get that momentum going. Yeah, and that's... um... I think New Zealand have that capability because they they have such a good ability of breaking through the line. Those those little offloads. I was talking about this the other day. Any time the ball goes to ground, it's so weird. It's like it bounces up into their hands. And and that every time I played New Zealand, they they just had the rub of the green every time. So they don't care if you know it's high risk, high reward rugby. That if they go through, they go for that offload bounces on the floor it will probably go to one of their hands anyway but once they get that offload in that's very difficult to defend so England France will both struggle with that if they can get through however we know how strong France's defense is they are very very good at getting that wall across double tackling smashing them behind gain line so I think New Zealand will struggle to break them down and they that might then put all the pressure on New Zealand to to force really silly offloads, which could be intercepted or knocked on, etc. So it'll be such an interesting game to see see how they get on. I feel England do get to the final. We've mentioned the weather already, and they do play the Black Ferns. If it rains, England are favourites. If it's dry, it's a much more even toss-up. Do you agree with that? Obviously, there's the home advantage in a final. But like we've said, the key is England stop the ball getting to Portia Woodman, Ruby Tui. Do you agree with the fact that it becomes a lot more even and will Simon Middleton be keeping his, you know, doing his rain dances the night before? Yeah, I, I do think, you know, you can you can really, really rely on on England's forward pack to, to assert dominance uh, in any team that they play. So, you know, to rely on that that set piece and the and the and the tight carries um will be will be key to earn the right to go wide. Um, I, I definitely agree. It will probably be more of a leveler if it's dry. If you, if you can get the ball to to Porsche and Ruby, you know those those girls are so hard to stop. Even if they got defenders against them, they just have this ability to to swerve, to fend, to footwork, to glide through and gas people. That's why it's just so um, so hard to to play against them because they're so destructive. Now, one thing I wanted to ask about with it when it comes to the final and the prospect of getting to a final is how your sort of senior players, you're in that category, having played a World Cup final yourself. Zoe, uh, Emily Scarrett, Sarah Hunter, are going about that to ensure that your players that haven't been in those sorts of situations don't get overwhelmed um, by the magnitude of it, potentially going to a sold-out Eden Park, the finals, that isn't it? Um, that's pretty daunting, or it could be, I'd be pretty daunted by it. Yeah, um, I think I think it's helped. Obviously, we played at Eden Park the opening game. Obviously, I think we opened up with a couple of nerves there. Then, obviously, the girls have like warmed into the tournament, so brought brought that confidence, uh, confidence, whatever. Um, but obviously, I think even Suns would get nervous on that last day. But I think it's just about relishing the moment and making sure we're like prepared for it every single way we can be, um, and then just doing the best on the day. Really, I'm guessing you haven't spoken about the final yet in camp. Not yet. Nope. Not yet. Well, <laughs> no. hopefully you'll be fo- hopefully focus on that next week then. And um, I wish you all the, all the best for the Canada game. Now, Rocky, who would you rather face in the final then? 
personally, I, I think I'd rather face New Zealand because, yeah, we know that England do struggle against France and, and they've got such a good defence. They, they, they struggle to break them down. Uh, New Zealand, I think they've got that foothold against them by beating them 2-0 already uh, a season ago. So I think if they can use their weapon of their set piece and, and get their flyers into them, I think they'll really struggle against them. Zoe, can I dare to ask you that question? I don't know. I think it, I think it'd be amazing to play New Zealand like out here in New Zealand in the final. That would be unbelievable. Um, but I'm not too fussed. Not too fussed. <laughs> <laughs> just before we wrap up, I just uh, I was reading up on you, and I um, came across an interview with a man called James Forrester, who you'll obviously know from Gloucester Hartbury. And he alluded to the fact, I just want to get to know sort of Zoe Aldcroft behind the scenes and in the dressing room, that other players are slightly scared of you. Is that I true? No idea why. I have no idea why, why you said that. <laughs> Definitely not. Do you think there's reason for people? Oh, not that to... I know of, anyway. <laughs> Do you think there's reason for people to be scared of you? No, absolutely not. <laughs> he did also say that you asked for extra contact in sessions. Um, that's just at Gloucester and we do enough in England but yeah okay okay <laughs> so you do more tra contra training with England than you do with Gloucester yeah yeah okay okay he also said you were something of a sort of not silent assassin but you're there to do work you're obviously you know meeting you're a very very smiley person but when it's go time it's go time you're there to do work you're there to hit people and when when you talk people listen but you're there to grind is that you know do you identify with yeah. that I definitely identify with that. I think I'm a different person, definitely like off field to on field. Like I think I'm quite reserved off field, like just speak when I need to, if that makes sense. Um, whereas on field, I'm literally like mask on, ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It's just a switch in me. I'm just like, right, here we go. <laughs> no, I love that. I love that. And final question, obviously you weren't on that pitch back um, in 2014 with Rocky against Canada. Just speak about what winning a World Cup would mean to you. I know you're probably trying not to think about it too much yet. Um, yeah, <laughs> honestly, I, I can't even explain it. Like, I just think it's it's absolutely everything. Like, just been thinking about it for years and, like, I just get glimpses in my head and then I'm just like, don't think about it, don't think about it. But um, it would be un unbelievable. Yeah. Well, massive fingers crossed. Obviously, hopefully in a couple of weeks' time, there will be a different answer to your best rugby memory and there'll be a new best rugby memory at top of that pile. Zoe, it's been great chatting to you. I wish you well against Canada and hopefully in the final to come. Fabulous. Thank you very much. Um, Keep smashing it, mate. Go well. Thank you. Bye, darling. See you later. Bye, Rocky. Thank you so much. The Rugby Paper is available in stores on Sundays or you can get it delivered to you through our digital subscription. Should the Red Roses get their win against Canada, next week's episode will be looking ahead to the final. Enjoy the weekend and come on England. <laughs>